How's everybody doing today? How's everybody doing today? Are y'all that? Be, are y'all happy to be in the house of the Lord today? If you're happy to be in the house of the Lord, please stand up for me right now. Stand up for me right now. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. All right. So if you're about right here, I need you to move up. I need you to move up. If you're, if you're behind me, I need you to move up. And then after you move up, I'm gonna need you to scoot to the middle. We need to get close. We need to get real close with God right now. We need to get close. Get to the middle. I see not everybody's gonna fit in the middle, but we're still up close. We're still up close. Thank you. Now the invocation by Anaya. Thank you. Hello, church family. Um, if you would join me in prayer, please. Our Heavenly Father, we come to you today thanking you for waking us up to another lovely Sabbath. We pray that you forgive us for all of our sins and our shortcomings, knowing, unknowing, and done in ignorance. We pray that you'll give your Holy Spirit to us so we may join with you today on the day of rest so that we may learn more, Lord. We thank you for all things that flow from you, and we just praise your holy name, Lord. We thank you for all things. In Jesus' name we all pray. Amen. You may be seated. We uh, thank you for coming today. We thank you for coming today, but that's not my part. I, I would like to start off with some testimonies. And we want to get a testimony from Las Vegas. We want to get a testimony from Reno. We want to get a testimony from Salt Lake City. Make sure that everyone's up here having church together. Now, we have a testimony from Reno. And we're going to start with our testimony from Reno first. So if you're from Las Vegas, if you're from Salt Lake City, get your testimony ready. And we're going to call on two other people from those other two, Salt Lake City or from Las Vegas. Amen. Uh, happy Sabbath, everyone. It's a blessing to be in the house of the Lord. Um, how many of you have ever heard of canvassing or co-portering before? A few of you? Okay, amen. Um, what canvassing is, is it's pretty much a group of young people go out in the summer. And we go door to door, leaving uh, Christian literature on a donation basis. And it's really powerful because you meet a lot of different people and there's a lot of um, angel experiences and, and different situations where God just works it out. Um, to make a long story short, um, my name's Lauren. I'm from Reno. I go to the university there. And I honestly, I just felt very tired after the end of the semester. Can anyone relate to that? Amen. I was feeling tired. 
mentally, physically, spiritually. And even though I was in the church and, and doing certain things, leading out with prayer meeting and vespers and things, my soul was really tired. And I, I went on this canvassing program, and to be honest with you, it was really, really difficult for me. Um, the first five weeks, many times I wanted to leave because there's a lot of rules, a lot of uh, things I wasn't used to. Um, and I also had different idols in my life. I had, like, I don't know, I was listening to things I know I shouldn't be listening to and certain things. And it was keeping me from being able to experience the true blessing that it was. Um, and once, anyway, so halfway through the, the, the time, I really felt that God wanted me to, to give him everything. And once I did, I want to just tell you, it was the biggest blessing ever. Um, it, working for God, can, you can never compare working for God for anything in this world. And it was just such a blessing. And I just want to share one testimony from, from my experience. Um, it, we, and I actually, I was here in Las Vegas. We went here for five weeks, and we were going door to door in the communities around here. And so we met a lot of nice people. And one, one lady that I met, um, I went to her, to her door, and I showed her the different books that we had. We have, like, cookbooks. We have um, Great Controversy. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. Um, some different books. And she really wasn't interested. But... Um, uh, anyway, I had like a little, have you guys heard of uh, glow tracks before? Or like dra uh, tracks, yeah. So what I do before I, I would go out is I would shuffle all of these different different glow tracks. And I'll put them in my bag. And then I would just pray. I was like, Lord, please help me to get the one that the person needs. And so this lady, she was really actually kind of mad because they had no soliciting signs on the door. She was just like, no, I want you to go away. I'm, I just, please leave me alone. And I was like, okay, ma'am. Well, can I just leave you with this? And I pulled out one of the glow tracks that said, does God care when I'm hurting? And I, and I said, here, this, this is for you, ma'am. Um, I don't know if you've ever asked that question before. Um, I was saying that, and then she stopped me. And she was like, you know, I was just asking this question the other day. And I was really wondering if God cares, if there is a God, if God is real. Um, and since you have come to my door, I now see that God does care for me. I see that God does want me, does care for me, does love me, and I'm just so thankful you were assigned to me that God is real. And so I just want to say that God wants to use each and every one of us because there's people hurting in this world, and he just wants to use us if we'll be willing to be used. Amen. Thank you, Lauren. Let's give Lauren a round of applause. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Now, that was Reno. Do we have anyone from Salt Lake City or from Las Vegas that would like to share something positive? And when she did, she shared her positive experience. You may be at some point in your life wanting to encourage someone or doing something, and, and that testimony helps someone else out going through a similar situation. Las Vegas? Oh, where are you from? Come on. Vegas. All right. We got Vegas in the house. Get Vegas in the house. All right. Uh, my name is Bobby. My uh, testimony isn't really, you know, um, it's more personal for me being a church because I grew up going to church, uh, heard many preachers, heard many people, seen many people, you know, convert to God. And, and I once converted, you know, I once, you know, was in the church doing everything I could, you know, knocking on doors, getting people to come. I was so, so in love with Christ. And then recently, I'm not gonna lie, I fell off, fell off of Christ. I went to Reno, you know, I went to Job Corps out there, and I met a lot of people that changed my life, you know, met a lot of youth that changed my life. Um, you know, they, they, they did a lot of things, you know, I did a lot of things. 
Uh, in the process of being in Reno, I got jumped. I got in a lot of fights. Uh, people see me in a different light. And you know, I tried to look for a church out there. I'm glad that I met you, actually, or seen you, because I looked for a church out there, but I couldn't find one. So I ended up coming back here, you know what I'm saying? I, now I'm working, now I'm doing everything, but I always felt like there's nothing you know, that's out there for me. There's nothing that's right. And last night, actually, last night, I'm, I was at my, I'm at my cousin's house, and I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, I'm like, man, you know, what, what, what is there that's out for me? What can I do in life? How can I change people's lives? And for some reason, you know, I got on my knees, I started praying, started talking to God, and, you know, the biggest thing that came into my life was God will always love you no matter what. No matter how much things you do, no matter what you do to your family, your friends, God will always love you. You may not feel that love. You may not know that he loves you. You know, may not know that he's always there for you. But he feels your love. He feels your presence. And God loves the youth. Youth is, is basically our greatest adversary. If we talk to another youth, youth will look at us as, oh, I want to be there. If he's doing that, I can do that. So, you know, I'm talking to the God, you know, and, and, and I appreciate him getting me on my knees because I'm here today. I really need prayer, you know what I'm saying? I, I really do need it, but I really do appreciate that he's here for me, you know, and, and I'm glad to see so much youth here today. Uh, my testimony is, you know, never give up. Never give up. Always pray. Always talk to him. Read your book. Read your Bible. You know, that, that is your greatest adversary of today. Thank you so much. What a powerful testimony. Two testimonies we had. And now we need one from Salt Lake City. Anybody from Salt Lake City in the house? All right. I'll share on behalf of Salt Lake City. Uh, like Lauren, I was a canvasser. And uh, I don't know if you remember, Marcus, but... Uh, well, several times it happened at Oakwood College. I went to Oakwood, and I didn't have the money to get in there. You know, Oakwood charges a fee, a tuition, if you will, to get inside of the building. And they want this tuition every semester. Can you believe that? They want money every semester. And guess what? I didn't have the money. So I decided, I'm like, let me get up some of these little books. And, and I went out in uh, Madison County, and I started going door to door. And I'm like, man, Lord, I'm trying to get back in. They start leaving these little notes. On my, uh, on my dresser in my dorm, and it said, uh, please get out by Friday. They would put it nice and pretty. They had it standing up there, and every time I come in, it was there. And so I just start going door to door. I'm sharing these little books, and I'm like, Lord, are you going to get me back in school? I know you called me into ministry. You called me to go to Oakwood. So you got to work this thing out because I don't got no money. Anybody else got no, no money? No money out there? No money? No money? I feel you. I feel you. I see you back there. And so... I'm there, and, and I'm going through Madison, and I ran into this one kid. He answered the door, and I gave him my best spill, my best canvas, and I told him everything that I could say and, and with, like, 30 seconds, and, and he looked at me, and he's like, my mom's not here. I was like, ah, it's getting late. I'm black. I'm outside in, in not a good neighborhood, and I was like, I got to go. And he was like, but come back. She'll be back in like 10 minutes or so. So I went around and I told the guy, bring me back. I come back. I bring out the books again. And mom answers the door this time. And mom has a Big Mac and fries in one hand and a drink in another hand. And the first book I brought out to her is Health Choices. And I was like, oh, wrong mistake. But it's out there. So I got I to gotta give the pitch. And I gave the pitch. And she's like, what else? And she's just smiling at me. So if they give me a time to talk, I'm going to talk. So I, just, I put all, everything in my bag. And she looked at me. And she's like, 
what else? I'm like, man, I start pulling stuff out of, out of the jackets or whatever, trying to, and she's like, is that it? You got anything else? I got on the radio, a mobile one, I need some more. And so I called and they brought everything we had. And she said, is this it? I said, this is it. $150 right there. She wrote out the check, put it in my hand. And while we're talking, she's like, you know, what school are you at? I told her Oakwood, and I told her, you know, they, they want this tuition money from me and everything. She's like, well, would it be cheaper for you to stay off campus? I'm like, yeah, definitely. She's like, well, you can stay here next semester if you want. What? Free. She said, you don't got to pay anything. And if we don't got no food in the fridge, I'll give you some money to go to Wendy's, go to down whatever. So she gave me 150, right? Gave me a promise for the next semester, right? Then she said, well, tell Oakwood I don't want you to get out of school. Here's another check for $1,500, right? What? So, and I wish that was the end of the story. So she said, give this 1500 to them. Here's the 150 for the books. Tell them tomorrow I'm going to pay whatever is left on your bill, $3,400. God is good. You just got to trust in him. You got to stay faithful, young people. You got to be where God is. You got to put yourself, make yourself available for him to use you. Do you believe that God can do it? Do you believe he can work in your life? He can help the unbroke become rich and, and wealthy or just well off. He can do it. You got to trust him. Thank you. Amen, amen. Thank you all for uh, your testimonies. I appreciate that. And um, my name is Marcus Dupree. For those that do not know me, I am the administrative assistant for the regional ministries office for the Nevada Utah Conference. And so how many uh, of you guys know how many churches, uh, African-American churches in the uh, Nevada Utah Conference? Does anyone, anybody know? Churches, groups? Anybody want to guess? Five. We have five churches. We have three in Las Vegas, so that we're looking at um, Abundant Life, New Life, and Three Angels. And then we have Sparks, which is in um, the Reno Sparks area. And then we have uh, Salt Lake City. That's uh, Salt Lake Central, which is in Salt Lake City. So... Um, but basically what, why I'm up here before you is because I would think it would be a shame that we would all come together, but we still don't have that interaction with each other. Um, young people, how, how many, and I've, I've asked this several times at past uh, convocations, um, how many Christians would you say are in your schools? Oh, wait, hold on. Excuse me. Let me backtrack. Let me backtrack. Um, how many of us goes to an Adventist school? Raise your hand if you go to an Adventist school here. Don't matter what grade level. Okay, I think I got one hand, one hand, okay. Um, now, those that are in public school, how many of your friends are Christians? Just percentage-wise, like 50%, 80%? So the point I'm, I'm trying to bring out here, the point I'm trying to bring out here is basically, you know, this is one time in the year where we can all come together and just share with one another, share our struggles, share uh, our, our pains and just kind of encourage one another here at um, the regional convocations. And so right now I have an activity for you guys, okay? Um, we're gonna hand out this piece of paper, which I know those that have been here before are all too familiar with uh, this piece of uh, let's see. Miko, can you come up? Okay, so I'm gonna give you guys, let's say 10 minutes. We'll start off with 10 minutes. There are five questions on this piece of paper. If you have a pencil or if you need a pencil, please raise your hand. Then we can get that to you as well. Okay, thank you. Okay, so this is your instruction. 
this is your instruction. Find at least three people, and I, I think there's, it's, it's written on there at the top, but anyways, I'm gonna say find at least three people that you do not know. Three people that you do not know to answer the questions that are on the piece of paper. Oh, you need a piece of paper? Yeah, if, um, raise your hand if you either need a paper or need a, a writing utensil. Okay, and then find, find three individuals to answer the questions that are, are on the paper. And I think there's instructions already on there. So uh, follow the instructions on the paper. You need a pen? If you don't have a paper, we're making more. We're making more. Don't worry, we're going to get you a paper.
Does anyone need paper? Everyone have a sheet? Okay, let me know. Attention everyone, attention everyone, I, I must apologize. I'm, I'm kind of looking at the papers and I'm only seeing like the top half filled out. 
So you're basically just getting like the names where they're from, their age, but they're actually supposed to answer the questions below. So you get there the, for the person that you met. So basically, we're just gonna, we're gonna, from where you're at now, just have the people that you're going to, the next two people that you meet, um, to answer two questions at the bottom. So if they're number one at the top, have them answer number one at the bottom. Kind of get it? Okay, I know I'm kind of late, so yeah. Thank you. Okay, so maybe just three more minutes. Three more minutes and then we'll wrap it up. Thank you. Amen, amen. Okay, so. So I'm looking for a young man and a young lady to come up front and share with me. Okay, so yeah, yes, I saw that hand. Don't lose that inspiration, come on now. What's that? What about two of you guys? Y'all chilling, huh? 
Okay, so just real quick, do I have a, a young lady to come and volunteer? Um, what they've, uh, the information that they, they've gathered just now? I'm looking for a young, young lady and a, a young man. Should I, should I put, oh, yeah, we got, we got a candidate right here. Thank you. Now we will have our scripture reading followed by our hymn of meditation. I'm going to be reading from Psalm 67, verses 1 through 7. Psalm 67, verses 1 through 7. God be merciful to us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us, Selah, that your way may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. Let the people praise you, O God, let all the people praise you. O let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you shall judge the people righteously and govern nations on earth, Selah. Let the people praise you, O God, let all the people praise you. Then the earth shall yield her increase, God, our own God shall bless us. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Find favor in your sight. I'm 
travel near or far for your glory my king wanna be where you are gotta be singers in the house I gotta be where you are let me hear you say I want to be I want to be where you are gotta be I gotta be where you are want to be where you are come on I can't hear you gotta be where
church say amen? amen. Church say amen again? Amen. amen. Anybody want to be where he is? <laughs> I can think of a lot of places to be even today. Come on, say amen. But the good news is we have a desire to be where he is, where the King of kings and the Lord of lords is. I want to be with him for eternity. Can I get at least one witness in this house that wants to be with him for eternity? Won't you lift your hand? Amen. If, if you're glad to be in the house of the Lord, let me hear you say hallelujah. hallelujah. Oh, man, it's hard convincing this short preacher. Let me hear you say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, and if you're not too mean, why don't you just put your hands together? Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise in this house. I, I want to be... I want to be where he is, and uh, the good news is, um, based on the word of God, he says, where two or three are gathered together in his presence, he promises to be in the midst of all of us, and the good news is today we meet the quota. Come on, say amen, amen. and the spirit of the Lord is here with us, and uh, we count it a privilege, yea, even a joy to be in the house of the Lord, worshiping with um, his young people for this holy convocation. I um, want to thank those responsible for um, allowing me to be here with you today. Brother Dupree, can we say amen for Brother Dupree? And uh, his staff, those who are working closely with him, giving us the invitation to come out and hang out with you um, today. I did not come by myself. I brought my mini-me with me. And that's my daughter. She has been dubbed as my wife on last night. And uh, today somebody asked if I was her older brother. Uh, and so I'm privileged um, to have my mini-me, Kaylin. Uh, won't you just wave your hand so the folks will know that's my daughter. Will you affirm her for being here, hanging out with her daddy? Uh, my wife is with a number of pastor's wives today in Huntsville and could not be with us, but... She sends her greetings. I also want to honor um, and praise God for my uncle who lives here in Vegas. Come on, say amen. And my uncle um, is Bishop Tommy Collier, who is here in our presence today. And I'm going to ask the bishop to just stand so the folk can see how good looking my uncle looks. Can we affirm Bishop Collier today? Thank you so much. Um, Pastor of the Moments of Blessings Church here in uh, Vegas. Thank you so much for being with us. Um, well, they've given me uh, until 1245 and it's 1230. Come on, say amen. And um, if you would just give me five additional minutes, we will do our best to speak up um, um, and then shut up. Come on, say amen. <laughs> amen. I'm looking at the book of Revelation. What book did I say, everybody? Now, they taught us when I was a student pastor at Oakwood uh, University. Now, it was college when we were there. Uh, but they taught us when we were students that if the folk didn't say amen, you preach for an hour and 35 minutes. Come on, say amen. But if you speak up, uh, we won't keep you long. The book is Revelation. What book did I say, everybody? Revelation, Revelation chapter 14. And I want to read a few of the verses there. I think we actually have it um, on the screen for you. Revelation is the book. If you have your <clears throat> hard copy, 
or your digital copy, all right? Yeah, Revelation chapter 3, and I'm starting with verse 14. If you will be kind and rest on your feet with the preacher and honor of God's word this afternoon, uh, Revelation is the book, chapter 3, and I want to start with verse 14. Uh, Revelation chapter 3, starting with verse 14. And if you have it, let me hear you say, mm-hmm. Come on, come on. Amen. Revelation. Um, and I have it here on the screen, starting with verse 14. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and what kind of witness, everybody? True witness, the beginning of of the creation of God. Verse 15, I know thy what, everybody? Come on, you got to talk to me. I know thy what? I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor what? I would, verse 15 declares, that thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, somebody shout lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my what, everybody? Mouth. I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am what? Rich. Come on, help me read this. And increased with goods and have need of what, everybody? And knowest not, the Bible says, that thou, will you help me read this? Wretched and miserable and, 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 well, y'all scared to read the word of God, and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the what, everybody? That thou mayest be what? And white raiment that thou mayest be what? And that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear and anoint thine eyes with what everybody that thou mayest see look at your neighbor and say you need to see come on look at your other neighbor and say you really need to see yeah that thou mayest see verse 19 as many the bible declares as i love i do what everybody i rebuke and what be zealous therefore and what repent be zealous therefore and repent behold i stand at the door and knock uh, if any man hear my voice and open the door i will do that everybody i will come into him and will sup with him and he with me he says i know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. So happy to see my colleague and friend, Pastor David Hall, slip in in the back. Won't you wave your hand, Pastor? Good to see you. Uh, in the house just for these next 15 minutes that I've got uh, to share the word of God with you. I want to talk under the subject, 
um, in the middle. Why don't you look at your neighbor beside you and say, neighbor? Come on, you got to say neighbor. Well, y'all scared to talk to your neighbor. It's going to be all right. We should be in a safe environment right now. So look at your neighbor in the face and say, neighbor. neighbor. Come on, say it like you mean it. Say, neighbor. neighbor. Oh, neighbor. neighbor. The short preacher wants to talk about in the middle. Why don't you look at your other neighbor and catch them by the eye and smile this time and show two of your real good teeth. Don't show all of them. And say, neighbor. Come on, say it like you, uh, acting like you, you're a preacher in the mirror at home all by yourself. Say, oh, neighbor. There you go. The short preacher came from Nashville with a little ash on his hands. I can't get no help in this house. And he wants to talk about in the middle. Why don't you pray with me as we talk to the God of this universe. Father, this is not my moment, but this is your moment. This is not my day, but this is your day. This is not my church, but this is your church. And these are not my people, but these people belong to you. So, Lord, since you are in charge of it all, we want to hear a word from you. Speak to us and speak through us and we'll be careful to give you the praise, the honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Let every heart say amen. 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 And amen. In the middle. Can, can I be honest with everybody in this room? The way this works is you got to talk back to me. Can I be honest with everybody in this room today? Oh, come on. Talk to me. Can I be honest with everybody in this room today? I, I, I have a confession to make, and, and, and that confession, I'm, wi I'm hoping that I can find at least two or, two or three unashamed witnesses. I have a confession to make, and that confession is, I love to eat. Can I get any witnesses in this house? I, I think I got a few witnesses. I mean, I, I mean, I love, I'm talking about some real folk in here who love to eat. If you love to eat, let me hear you say amen out there. I love to eat. I God help me. Uh, it's my favorite pastime. Can I get a witness in this house? It's my favorite some oh, I got a high five. It's my favorite sometime. Can I can I just be honest? It's my favorite all the time. I love to eat. I I like, thank you, Jesus. I'm getting excited already. Macaroni and cheese. Can I get any witnesses in here? And I'm talking about that real good macaroni and cheese where the cheese is stringy. Come on, say amen out there. I, I love to eat macaroni and cheese, and I like candied yams are my favorite. And, and, and every now and again, I like to get a hold to a little fried chicken. I mean, fried chicken. Come on, say amen out there. Huh? Uh, I love to eat. I, 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 I like all kinds of food, but some of my favorite kinds of food is snacks. How many snack people do I have in the house? Come on, I, have a, I don't have a whole lot of time. How many snack lovers do I have in the house? Let me hear you say amen. I, I, I love snacks. I, I like men that came out with these things called Doritos. Come on, say amen. Uh, uh, but they're two different kinds in one bag. Bless your heart. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I, I, I love those Doritos, and, and I like Lay's potato chips, and, and I love 
cookies. Cookies are my favorite. I wish I had a witness in this house. Uh, uh, but I'm not talking about any kind of cookies. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Hey, listen, one of, my, one of my pet peeves about hanging out with Adventists on a Saturday night for a social is they have the wackiest cookies in the world to serve. Come on, say amen. Man, I, I like real cookies. I don't like those vanilla cheap cookies from Walmart. Come on, say amen. I'm, I'm talking about real cookies. My, my favorite cookie of all time is the Oreo cookie. Can I get a witness in this house? Oh, yes, man, I love me some, and I'm not talking about those vanilla cheap Oreo cookies. I'm talking about the real, real deal Oreo cookie, the black Oreo cookie. Come on, say amen. I'm talking about that thing that's dark like me. Can I get a witness in this house? Uh, see, I, I love the Oreo cookie. I don't have much more time, but what I love about the Oreo cookie is you don't just eat that cookie immediately. Come on, say amen. No, the world has not taught you and I to eat the famous Oreo cookie in that fashion. The world says, you don't just take this cookie and dip it in milk and start eating it. Come on, say amen. No, what you do with the Oreo cookie is you pull strategically. I wish I had some help in here. You pull strategically the sides of the cookie apart because it's what's in the middle. That is the most important part of the cookie. And here's what I've learned, young people, that in this world that you and I are living in, and especially in our churches, I've learned that many of us like living the Christian life like an Oreo cookie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to get quiet, but I'll preach right on. We have gotten to the point in our Christian experience that you and I no longer are the kind of young people and the kind of young adults. You don't have to shake my hand. I'm going to hug your neck when it's over. But we are not the kind that have gotten to the place where we live life like Jesus has admonished us. He says, I wish that you were hot or cold. But the challenge that I'm having with young people at convocation is that you are neither. We like living life in the middle. Lukewarm. And he says, I have a problem with lukewarm people. As a matter of fact, his biggest issue with us is as grown as we think we are, we can't even make a simple decision. Because we like living life. In the middle. He says, I would, I, I wish, uh, in the Greek, he's saying, I really wish I had at least some people who claim to be Christians who would make a decision to either be hot or cold. He doesn't have a problem if you choose one or the other. His problem with us, notice I didn't say you, his problem with us is that we won't choose neither. We want to be like the Oreo cookie. And live life in the middle. I can't find anybody who would just make a decision. You know, it's going to get quiet in here, but that's all right. I, I, whether to break up with him or stay in the relationship. It's going to get quiet, but that's all right. I, 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 can't, I can't find young ladies who 
will decide that in order for you to get with me, you've got to come by way of the cross. No, what I find is there's so many young ladies who are willing to do whatever it takes to have love from all the wrong places. In the middle, he says, I'm looking for young men, not who just keep their pants up, uh, up beyond the crevice of their donkey, but I'm looking for young men who have made up in their mind, for God I live and for God I die. I can't deal with young men who like living life in the middle. This Oreo cookie lifestyle is a lifestyle of indecisiveness. And Jesus says, I've got a problem. He says, if you would just decide to be hot or cold, I can work with you. But because you've decided to be lukewarm, he says in verse 16, because you're neither, I will spew thee out of my mouth. I love how the Greek says, the Greek says, because you are so unwilling and you're so indecisive and you're so complacent as a young person, you care more about receiving a text message than you do about reading the text of scripture. He says, my challenge is, I'm so sick of you that I regurgitate when I think about you. In the middle, and all I need it's quiet in this house. All I need is just some young people who would just gird up their loins and decide to be either hot or cold. But if you decide to be in the middle, he says, when I think about you, my stomach gets queasy. And not only do I find young people who are indecisive, but my next challenge if you would just give me five more minutes, just wave your hand if you give me five minutes. Five, 10, 15, 20, <laughs> 25. Oh, they gave me 45 more minutes. I only asked for five. Not only can I not find young people who will make decisions, but here's my other challenge he says I have with you, found in the book of Genesis. What book did I say, everybody? Genesis. Come on, talk to me. What book did I say, everybody? Genesis. Genesis. I promise you I'll be shorter now because I'll be longer later. Come on, say amen. Uh, Genesis chapter 39, verse 7. Read this with me. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon whom, everybody? And she said, do what? Y'all scared to read it. It's in the word of God. Come on, say amen. Huh? I tried again. And she said, do what, everybody? Lie with me, my Lord. Somebody say, my Lord. But he refused. He did what, everybody? And said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master wotteth not what is with me in the house. And he has what? Committed all that he has to my what, everybody? To my hand. The Bible says in verse 9, there is none greater in this house than I. This is Joseph talking. Neither has he kept back anything from me but whom? Because thou art his wife. How then, Joseph says, can I do this great wickedness and sin against my whom, everybody? My God. And the Bible goes on to say in verse 10, and it came to pass as she spake to Joseph day by day that he hearkened not unto her to lie by her or to be with her. And it came to pass, verse 11, about this time that Joseph went into the house 
to do his business, and there was none of the men of the house there within. And the Bible says in verse 12, and she did what? Come on, she did what? She caught him by his garment saying, do what? Lie with me. Why y'all scared to read the word of God? Come on, say amen. She caught him by his garment saying, lie with me. And the Bible says he left his garment in her hand and fled and did what? And got him out. Hear the word of the Lord. We are challenged, and the reason why we live life like the Oreo cookie in the middle, number one, is because of indecisiveness, and number two, is because we lack integrity. Hear the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord is clear that Joseph was just hanging out, doing what he was called to do. Joseph had made up in his mind, young people, that he wanted to keep his integrity in. You got to hear the preacher today. He wanted to keep his integrity intact, and he knew that he could not do it by himself, but he knew that there was someone greater than he who could keep him and keep his integrity, and that greater person was God himself. Come on, say amen. Joseph had made up in his mind, come what may, I'm willing to do what is right, even when nobody is looking. The challenge that Christ has with many of us, notice I didn't say you, with many of us is that our integrity stinks of high heaven. Oh, yeah, it's easy to do right when you're hanging out with all your Adventist friends. Talking about remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. You ain't kept it holy all your life. Come on, say amen. Oh, you might as well open your mouth and say amen anyhow. I, I, I probably have burned all, I know your, your theme is building bridges. I probably burned every last bridge when I got up. I don't care. I'm coming back anyhow. Come on, say amen. The challenge is that we've got to get to the point where we're willing to do what is right even when nobody is looking. Yeah. Yeah, what, what are you doing in that car late at night? You mean to tell me you don't realize that you're all of that? That you are willing to just give it all up for a backseat of a Buick? I don't care if it is a Mercedes. It's going to have you crying, mercy, please, later. What, what is it that you're putting in your mouth when nobody else is around? What words are coming out of your, what kind of conversations are you having at 15, 16, and 17 years old that you have no business having? What do you mean, he loved me? You can't even talk right. Come on, say amen. I mean, how in the world have we gotten young people, young ladies, to the point where we would date anything? I mean, has the world gotten so bad? Has the church gotten so horrible that the only thing we can find is some lazy nimcompoot who has not made up in his mind that he's going to get an education, number one. I wish I had some help in here. Number two, he's going to hold down a decent job that's more than what McDonald's is paying. Can I get a help in here? He's leaning against the wall holding the air between his legs. And you all impressed. Are you serious? He's got more gold in his mouth 
than there are on the streets of heaven. Come on, say amen. And his challenge is that you and I lack integrity. See, Joseph. <laughs> oh, Mrs. Potiphar thought she had it. She said, man, listen, since Joseph works for my husband, I can have everything I want, including Joseph. And the devil is shrewd. The devil is what, everybody? Talk to me. The devil is what, everybody? He is shrewd. He will get you and I in places that we never had any intentions of being. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. And you're hemmed up. And some of us have been hemmed up for the rest of our lives. The stuff that we've done when nobody is looking has now come to the light and is with us for the rest of our lives. See him hanging out in the house. And she didn't even ask Joseph his family history. She just got right to, I mean, we've got women now, and, and, and I don't mean any harm, but I'm just looking for at least three or four young women who realize that they are all of that because of Jesus Christ. Can I get some help in here, young ladies? I'm talking about young ladies who walk circumspect to the word of God and believe that if I just do it God's way, then God will send me what I'm supposed to have when I can handle it and when I'm supposed to have it. Come on, say amen. See her. Uh, she says, man, I, I'm going to go after this boy. And she doesn't even try to even have a conversation. She just simply says, lie with me. She don't know what kind of issues he got. Come on, say amen. She don't know where he's been, and she doesn't care. And I learned that we've got young ladies and young men like that in our churches today. She, she wouldn't even try to spend time. It was simply, yo, Joseph, lie with me. Joseph said, nah, it ain't, it ain't going down like that. Come on, say amen. And not only did she approach him one time, but this time she set him up because the devil is shrewd. The devil is what, everybody? Yeah. So she made sure everybody was gone from the house. Can you see her now? And she walks into the house. She turns on a little music. Come on, say amen. <laughs> Can you see it now? What's up, Joey, baby? What up, Jay? Um, I put everybody out right now. I can't get no help in here. You with me, man? I appreciate you, preacher. I, I kicked everybody out right now. It's, it's just me and you, Joey. Nobody will ever know. Thank you, Cheryl. We're the only ones in the house. Understand that Mrs. Potiphar was not hard on the eyes. I wish I had some help in here. Fine and good looking. But hear me today. I don't care how fine and how good looking you may be. I don't care how handsome you may be. If it's not ordained by God, it is not fine or good looking. It's demonic. And she said unto him, lie with me. And when Joseph said, it's not going down, he started running. Y'all ain't listening to me. And she ran behind 
could grab was his coat. And I've learned something in life, young people, that sometimes you have to let go of something good to get something greater. Can I get a witness in this house today? She, Joseph had to let go of his good coat. That coat was handmade for him by his daddy. It meant everything to him. But Joseph said, what means greater to me is my integrity and my relationship with Jesus Christ. And you and I have got to get to the point where we let go of good stuff for something greater. Joseph said, I'm going to keep my integrity. I may have to lose my coat over it. Come on, say amen. But I'm going to keep my integrity. I may have to lose some friendships, but I'm going to keep my integrity. I may have to lose my boo. Come on, say amen. But I'm going to keep my integrity because if he really loves me, he won't be trying to go up my shirt and down my pants. He says, those kind of people are nothing more than living life in the middle. Let me finish. He says, my challenge is that we're indecisive. Somebody shout indecisive. My challenge is that we lack integrity. And then thirdly, he says, who gets your allegiance? He says, see, Laodicea, you don't understand. I know that you have this fine black wool that you've come up with, you produce in Laodicea. He says, I understand uh, that you have this great medical breakthrough with uh, ISAV, that when you put uh, ISAV on your eyes, when you come through the University of Laodicea and you put on this great ISAV, you leave there being able to see. He says, I understand all of the riches that you have, but I also understand, Laodicea, that you have a big challenge. See, you got to understand, church family, that Laodicea was sitting right in the middle of a city called Colossae. Everybody say Colossae. And a city called Hierapolis. Everybody say Hierapolis. And Colossae was known for its cold, cold water. And Hierapolis was known for its hot springs water. And Laodicea sat right in the middle. And the very thing that Laodicea needs, out of all of its riches, it did not have its own water supply. It could not clean itself. It had to lean on the cold water from Colossae and the hot water from Hierapolis. And by the time it got to Laodicea, the water was lukewarm. Jesus says, you're just like your water supply. And I regurgitate every time I think about you. Yeah, you got on name brand clothing. Yeah, you ride in nice cars. Yeah, you, you, you may even have the latest of the latest, but when I look at you, Laodicea, you're poor, you're blind, you're miserable, and you're wretched. You got stuff, but you don't have the Savior. You like living life in the middle. He says, who, who is the one, Laodicea, that's going to get your allegiance. Who, whose side are you on? He says, because uh, if you just decide for God I live and for God I die, I can work with you. Come on, say amen. Huh? If you just made up in your mind and you'd stop being indecisive, if you made up in your mind that God by your grace 
and by your mercy. I'm going to hold on to my integrity. If you just made up in your mind that you're going to cast your vote for Jesus, then he says, I can work with you. But the way you are right now, living life in the middle, I can't trust you at all. I need to know who gets your allegiance. Is it Beyonce? Or is it Jesus? Is it Jay-Z and the rest of the crazies? Or is it Jesus? Is it your boo thing? Or is it his thing? Who, who gets your allegiance? Because those who decide for me, I have some great counsel for them. I counsel you to buy of me Real gold that's been tried in the fire. Real gold that says, God, I'll trust you even when I can't trace you. He says, what I need from you is, who's going to get your allegiance? Some of you know that the people you're hanging out with are demonic, and you know it. They have not made a decision to follow Jesus Christ. You know you don't really want to talk to them, but you keep answering their call. I want you to be bold. Take their name out and put demon right there. So when they call your cell phone, you got to make a decision. Am I going to answer a call from the devil? Who's getting your allegiance? Behold, I'm finished. I stand at the door. Oh, I wish. I wish we could walk on our hands and jump over pews and scream and holler. But the real reality is I need to talk to your mind. He says, behold, God help me, I stand at your door and knock. <laughs> I like that, Pastor Hall. He, he uses the word there for knock. Uh, the Greek word is kruo. Everybody say kruo. I paid $50,000 for that at Oakwood. You got it for free today. Come on, say amen. Cruel, uh, the present active indicative of the word that literally means, behold, I am standing at your door and I'm actively knocking. And if any man, if any woman, if any young person or if any mom or daddy, if, if there's some young man in here bold enough, some young lady bold enough who hears my active knocking right now, if any man hear my voice and open up the door and let me come in, he says, I don't need you cleaning up. Thank you, Jesus. I don't need you preparing any meal. I don't need you spreading up the house to make it presentable. That's my job. Your job is to simply open the door and let me come in. He says, and if I come in with your single self, I know how to love you, and I know how to hold you, and I know how to rock you, and I can do it without taking advantage of you. He says, if you let me in, I'll make sure that your crooked places become straight. I'll make sure that your ups and your downs will level out because now I'm in charge of your life. I can't do nothing until you open the door and let me in. <laughs> if any man 
open the door. Says, I'll come in. I'll sup with you. And then I'll do something else for you that you and I don't deserve. He says, I'll give you the right. Thank you, Jesus. I'll give you a place and a seat to sit right beside me with your raunchy carcass. I, I know what you've been into. I wish I had a witness in here. I know what you've been doing. I know your lifestyle and I know the kind of stuff you've been saying. But because my blood is so powerful, because my love for you is so strong, I'll cover all of that and I'll still let you sit beside me. And you'll look saved even though I saved you. You'll look good even though it's my good looks that's covering you because you're my child. I can't do it unless you cast your allegiance and open the door and let me in. Other than that, he says, you like living life like the Oreo cookie in the middle. My time is gone. I've talked long enough, but the Spirit of God wants to talk to you. And is there anybody in this house, silence is appropriate, is there anybody in this house that loves him enough to say, God, I'm going to decide today to either be hot. Notice the text. He doesn't have an issue if you're hot or cold. His issue is that we're neither. He says, because if you're cold, that's sucrose. He says, I've got the power to heat you up. Come on, say amen. And he says, if you're hot, that's zestos. That's boiling hot. I've got the power to make you super hot. But I can't do anything with you if you're just hanging in the middle. I love you. I love you, Lord, today. And is there anybody that loves him enough to decide, God, I'm going to be cold and I'm going to let you heat me up. God, I'm hot already. But I need to be boiling hot. I need to be zestos. And I need you to heat me up. That's your desire. I want you to rest on your feet right now. Don't stand because your neighbor is standing. Don't stand because you think it's the right thing to do. But stand because you actually no longer want to be indecisive. You want to hold on to your integrity. And you want to cast your allegiance for him today. Come on, because in such a special way. You know the song? Come on, sing it. That's why? That's why I praise you. I lift you up. And I magnify. That's it. That's why. That's why. With praise. Come on, sing it for me one more time, Shirley. I love you. Come on, sing it all over the building. I love you. I love you. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. That's it, because, because, in such a special way. That's why I lift you up and I magnify. That's it. That's why. That's why. Listen to me. Listen to me. 